Welcome to the Clappers. I'm Carl Welcome Quinn. To the Clappers. I'm Andrew Young. This week on the Clappers, we're talking COVID nineteen and uh, its effect on the average middle class white middle aged man. Andrew finally gets to watch some TV because yes. he gets a free subscription free. to Foxtel. Three months. And if there's one thing he loves, it's free. free. Andrew, it's been a long time. No, I just saw you last night. <laughs> Don't I'm, lie to the people. They can uh, tell, you know. It, they, can, they can sniff out an untruth. As, as Pod is my witness, it has been a long time since we did this. <laughs> it has. It has. I, I don't know the exact date, but I've noticed people wishing to join the Clappers podcast since the whole uh, meltdown, lockdown, shutdown thing. So obviously podcasts are back. I think, po- I think podcasts are well and truly back as uh, evidenced by the fact that we had such difficulty getting hold of some microphones with oh, which yes. to record said oh, podcast. Yes. True, true. Now, there were a couple in Brisbane because <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> po- podcasts, podcasts will arrive in Brisbane sometime in the next year. Yeah, there were a couple of mics in Brisbane. I thought, I want to get my... I don't want to trust anything to the post right now. No offence, post, but a couple of things have not happened post uh, in the last few weeks for me, so I'd rather do it in the old-fashioned way, hands-on style. Andrew, it's yes. uh, it's weird times that we're living in, as everybody, I'm sure, knows, because we're all living in them too. Are, are you still working? Yes, I am still working. I'm working from home. Everybody in my house is working from home. We all have we have the government in one room. We have my employer in another room. We have my daughter's school in another room. I've never felt under so much surveillance in my life. Uh, it, it's it's something I'm not particularly happy about, uh, and I I take as many precautions as I can. You know? So so let me guess this health app that everybody's being urged to sign up to. You're not going there. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you're, you're not a joiner, are you? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I, I, look, if, if I would share a little bit of personal information with the listeners of this podcast, as a boy, I tried to be a joiner, but nobody wanted me. So I decided, well, I'm not going to join. And since then, I never have. And I'm always the guy that, that is very happy to say, I told you so. And it turns out that I was right and everybody else was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks for asking. Yes, I, I am just, also working. Well, I was just, I was just <laughs> about to, after we got that little bit of banter out of the way, I was going to ask, I know you're working. Everybody knows you're working. Do you know how they know you're working? I don't know how they know I'm working. Surveillance. Cause head, Surveillance. Because your head and your name appears every time you do some work. So everybody can see. There he is, Carl Quinn. That's what he looks like. Here is some of his work with today's date next to it. Mm, okay, all right. Fair cop, fair cop. It's it's a bizarre thing because, I mean, I, as uh, regular listeners will know, I, I pretty much write about film and TV. And as regular listeners and regular people in the world will probably know, there's very little happening in the way of film and TV production in this country or any other at the moment. It's, I would say uh, that you are. That, shut that's down. a good description of what you pretty much do. But I tell you something that you may already know. I noticed that there is a production starting up again uh, very soon, a local production. That'd be Neighbours? Yeah. It started up yesterday, in fact. Um, you, do you know about that because you saw uh, a story in the paper with my 
head on it could, and could. my name. <laughs> and this is this is bad for you, okay? This is this is bad for you in that I didn't think to my, I didn't think or say to anybody. Do you know Carl Quinn wrote that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I just re- retained the information, but not the person who delivered the information. And I think in in some lines of work, it's important that the name of the person who delivered the information is retained. And I, I'm sorry that that I, I I didn't remember. I, I I forgive you. I forgive you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but I do. I'm not a neighbour's watcher. That's probably it. I probably just went, you know, neighbours, yeah, okay. Everybody needs good neighbours with a little understanding. Neighbours right now will be the most watched production in, in the country, and not only because it's the only one being produced, but because the entire industry will be watching it ah, and going... Is this going to work? Yeah, absolutely. Social distancing, or spatial distancing, as my daughter says, every time we ride spatial, our I like that. <laughs> every time we ride our bicycles past, and we're doing, we're doing a lot of that at the moment, past anybody, any people clustering in their front yard or trimming hedges, spatial distancing, she yells out, <laughs> everybody. So how are they going to do that on Neighbours, the spatial distancing? Isn't there a lot of cuddling and kissing and stuff on that show? I, I mean, well, I think you've home and away up. If, if you had indeed read an article that somebody <laughs> who may or may not be me may have written the other day and actually retained any of the information contained therein, uh. you would know that basically lots of lingering looks, but no hand-holding, no kissing. This will be like Indian cinema. It'll be like Indian cinema. That's right. Maybe they'll, some will take a sip of one side of the glass then pass it to the other. Although they can't do that. They won't be sharing a glass, that's for but sure. This could be a new, uh, what would be the phrase? A new mode for broadcast television. It could be. It could be. Who knows? Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, Neighbours has gone far sooner than anything else. Um, with that said, there, there, there are a couple of productions that are still um, underway, to the best of my knowledge. There's, a, there's an American feature film in uh, Sydney, or on the outskirts of Sydney, being shot call, called uh, Children of the Corn, based on the Stephen King novel. And there's a low-budget sort of horror film, I think, called Encircled, which isn't shooting, but they're actually doing the post-production, the VFX work, before yeah. they shoot, which is a really interesting approach to take to it. So, uh, and and actually, I can see the potential for that to be something that gets carried forward. I mean, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see how many innovations or how many workarounds that people come up with during this time will actually carry forward. In, in uh, assuming we ever get back to any kind of normality, and here's hoping we do. Um, but I reckon that there will be a few things that people have come up with that they'll actually go, ah, there's value in that in the longer term. It's been three weeks, not even. It's been two weeks. And I think some, in some forms of education, it's 
been a lot denser and a lot, lot perhaps more compressed in terms of uh, children having to get through lots more material than they might in an ordinary classroom, which I think can, could be considered a plus, you know. And I think the balance of how much schoolwork is done in real life and how much is done as a form of self-directed study at home could really change, I think, in a, in a way that's good. And, you know, kids who perhaps aren't good at concentrating and doing things on their own will, in the coming weeks, develop those skills that they might not, might not have had flagged in mm. their regular days, you know? Well, I've got two teenage daughters at home um, grappling in their quite different ways with the whole home learning exercise, uh, you know, experience. And mm. I've, I've been very pleasantly surprised, I think, by um, the way they've both risen to it. And, um, you know, one of them is a, a, a pretty self-starter-ish kind of kid, so yeah. no great surprise there. She had a meltdown when overwhelmed by a couple of sacks, or, uh, you know, a couple of test days, um, mm -hmm. but got over that pretty quickly. And the other one is much less interested in school, but actually I think is finding, you know, occasionally at least, finding a way to connect that I think is probably a, certainly a surprise to me and I think probably a bit of a surprise to her. So that's, That sounds like a good story all around in your house. We, we will see, you know, come, come uh, you know, when they're 25, <laughs> whether they bear the scars of this period or not. Is that is that when you fantasise about them moving out of home? <laughs> I, I think it's probably 25, about 45 now. Yeah, I, I, don't know if it's, I don't want to burst any bubbles here, but 25 is, to, is would, people would be rejoicing if it were 25, wouldn't they? Mm, mm. It's not happening. So have you been watching anything, seeing anything? Well, I have. And I, I imagined when this all came around that I'd have lots of free time and I have much less, well, say, let's not say free time, let's talk, let's talk about self-time, time to do the things that I need to do or want to do. Because a lot of it, I've been standing behind my daughter, helping her and encouraging her to do her schoolwork. So yeah, right. all those daily jobs and tasks and things that I do, uh, I'm, I'm not doing or having to put them around at other times. So I'm watching about the same amount in terms of hours of television or you know things on the screen as I would uh, in, in normal times, which isn't very much. However, I have since, and I'm lucky that I now have the NBN, which means that the government and my workplace and the school can all be in our house and our Wi-Fi manages to, to manfully uh, put up with the struggle of keeping us all connected. Personfully, please, Andrew. <laughs> that just sounds silly. I'm going to continue to say <laughs> manfully, and I'm going to continue to say man-sized whenever I want a man-sized portion <laughs> If I want a man-sized glass, so it's a gig I do, and uh, I, I ask for a man-sized tankard of champagne in between or after I'm done. And and, and, and let me just say, man-sized tankard, yeah. champagne. I was going to say... I don't think I need to say anything more. Do you think that that's a tautology? <laughs> uh, I, I, I like how it sounds, but it could... Well, a redundancy. It could be a redundancy, but... <laughs> Anyway, I ask for it, and they are happy to give it to me. So I bet they are. are. <laughs> there are people in the world who like to give it to me. Anyway, uh, uh, so with, with my new NBN, I have three months of Rupert Murdoch's Foxtel, which has enabled me to see some things that I've been great with child in anticipation. <laughs> Such one, of them, one of them is the Deadwood movie. Uh-huh. Which, f just fantastic. 
was a, a gamble, surely, in 10 years after the season ended in a way that surprised its creator who had expected another season. And we've talked about this and you can look it up. Don't need to go back over that. But Deadwood ended at season three and it was a surprise to everybody. Uh, Ten years later, a film with just about every character that was in the show ten years previously returns and ties some things up. You know, it still leaves a few things in the air, but ties a few things up and does it in a very stylish and excellent manner. It's as, as good as any other episode. There's no diminution of quality. Uh, the, uh, the, they seem to still have the same sets and have a shoot in the same location. It's magnificent and exciting and hilarious and wonderful. And I'm so happy because, you know, the odds are on something like that being, you know, coming together and being able to pull that off are, are not good, are they? Not really at all. Um, I I, uh, I was asked to write a piece very early on in, in the lockdown about... Uh, you know, this being an opportunity to catch up on some of the TV that you never got to watch in normal time, and I, I nominate, I, I'm, I did a you know a long, a long sort of list of shows that I thought were worth watching, and some of them just because there are so many episodes, things like Frasier and and Seinfeld, and oh, yeah, you know yeah. th- those kind of yeah. comedies, which are which are great, but they're also they're plentiful, you know, they're abundant. Mm. Um, mm. But I, there were three shows that I nominated that I'd never managed to see more than a single episode of. And I, I thought, yes, lockdown, it's my time. And Deadwood was one of them. Yeah. And West West Wing and The Sopranos, yeah. those three shows. Yeah. And to date, I have managed to see not a single <laughs> minute of any of them because I've so been so like damn me, busy. <laughs> you're not, yeah, you're not, don't find yourself with an abundance of leisure and time on your hands. I'm, it's ama- I'm work- in my job that I get paid for. I'm working twice as hard, at least, maybe more. I feel like I have to lie down every hour or so. It's completely exhausting <laughs> for me working this way. It's uh, a, a lot of it's to do with tech, technology. Right. Um, but, but, oh, it just kills me. It's kind of, I don't know how long I could physically, but luckily the uh, Thomas Cooper's and Sons Brewery are uh, helping me through this difficult time as, as well as some of the other companies. Okay, here's, here's a very important question. Yeah. Are you drinking too much? Are you drinking more than you would ordinarily? Oh, I shouldn't say too much. That, that's, no, no, that no, sounds judgy. No, that's judging. fine. No, that, that's fine. I, yeah, because that's, that's been a big... There's been a lot of talk about that. I, I read some statistics of different suburbs, like I think Kew and Turak, like 187, 87% increase in alcohol and tobacco purchases. Right, so, right. Uh, I don't think so. I think maybe when we thought that they were going to close down the shops and you weren't going to be able to go to the bottle shop, we might have bought a few things in advance that we would not normally buy. Like a couple you know? of kegs and... Like have a, we had a, a pit in dug and, and, and a big cistern <laughs> put in the backyard filled with sparkling wine in one red wine. No, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's about equal. It's about equal. Okay, right. Uh, certainly, I'm, I'm saving money because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and oh, let me tell you another show that I watched that I was eagerly anticipating. And you've already seen it, I think, and based on a novel and always the fear when you love a book that they make a movie and they ruin it. Uh, who, who was it who said, always 
like oh, Michael Caine always remake a bad movie. Mm. Um, I don't know. Probably, I don't know who said that, but it's good advice. He probably said that about the Italian job. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. And it and it holds up with Ocean's Eleven too, which is a bad movie, but the Soderbergh ones I think are good. those three are fun and, yeah, yeah. and a great romp. Yeah. So, gotcha. uh, the Eleanor Ferranti quartet of novels, the, the Neapolitan quartet, as yep. they are sometimes called, the filmed series that I'm all, I've watched most of the first one called My Brilliant Friend is everything that a lover of those books could hope for. The dialect is great. They use dialect, yeah. uh, which they talk about a lot, which is talked about a lot in, in the book. The characterizations are fiery and brilliant and exciting and just tremendous. Every, everybody, every cast member in the, the, the section of it where it's the children and then when they go into being young, uh, pubescent teenagers, every cast member is perfect. Yeah. There's one uh, who's a little too handsome, uh, according to the uh, my remembrance of the text of uh, Boy Selling the Fruit. He's very pretty. Um, he should be a not so, but other than that, it's perfect. It's just perfect, and I love it. Hmm. I watched I watched a chunk of it. I can't remember how many I saw. I think maybe four episodes of it. When, when I when I was reviewing it, I thought I'll I'll dip into the books and try to get a sense of the fidelity, or otherwise. And um, so I, you know, I kind of had a a brief engagement with the first book, and and it felt like yes, it's pretty it's pretty true to it in terms of tone and characterizations and so on. But but I don't I don't have that deep you know engagement over multiple books that mm. that fans. The real fans do. Oh, I'm a fan, man. Yeah. I'm a real fan. Mm. Have you uh, have you gone further on your Foxtel viewing, or is that is that it so far? No, and I tell you what, I have been getting sidetracked. <laughs> I shouldn't be embarrassed to say this. I've been getting sidetracked by. YouTube. You've heard of YouTube? I I, I went there once. Yeah. yeah. On YouTube, you can watch. It seems like an unending supply of a TV series. I presume it's a TV series. I don't know where it's where it's on. Called Jay Leno's Garage. Do you know about this show? No. Jay Leno is a wealthy man, extraordinarily wealthy man. He's some form of entertainer or something, and he collects motor cars. He collects vintage motor cars, veteran motor cars. He collects classic motor cars. You, you are and, so there. And he drives them around and talks about them and then he'll bring in some expert or something to talk about various other aspects. Sometimes a fan will bring in his car. For instance, a man with a Jensen Interceptor, which is an absurd car that should be nobody's favourite but is one of my absolute favourite cars, drove his Jensen Interceptor, Mark IV, I think, from Boston, which is on one side of the United States, to Los Angeles, which is on the other side. Now, the Jensen Interceptor... I believe does about two kilometers to the liter, all right? And he drove it all the way there and they talked about it, they opened it up and oh man, it really is the kind of thing that makes me just drool and, and shiver with excitement. Right. Every, the, the Alfa Romeo Montreal, oh man. There was one parked around the corner from where I used to live and I was there every day I'd go and I'd stand there looking at it. Once the man who owned it came out, talked to me, oh man, it was just, ugh. Yeah, motor cars. Uh, Jay Leno's garage is the thing that gets me really excited. There have in, been in a way that's that's 
probably not not quite right. There have been five seasons of this show, you know. Okay. And okay. Um, so not an unending supply. Not an unending supply, but quite a, quite a sizable <laughs> supply. I've got to say. Um, what what strikes me about that just I'm just looking it up in IMDb, and it, it sounds like a sort of cross between um, obviously Top Top Gear and um, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, I don't think it. No, I don't think it is. And and w- I'll tell you why. Go on, tell me why. I'll tell you why. Because in in say Top Gear, all the disgusting, offensive things about that. Just putting that to one side, uh, it was ego-driven entertainment, and c- certainly things on cars. A lot of big budget. We're going to fly to Italy, then we're going to drive uh, the Appian Way or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This is no budget television with a guy who has spent his life in on like about cars his whole thing is cars as a really knowledgeable person about not just the various marks and brands and makes but also how cars operate and what's different about them and you're always favoring the expert opinion or the intelligent opinion over either the entertaining one or the pretty one or the handsome one or the funny one they're not funny they're not really entertaining. If, if, you, if you're not interested in motor cars, you'll find this a very boring show. But well, uh, I, okay. So what I meant with the Seinfeld reference, yeah, is the, I, I like that comedians in cars. That's yeah, a, that's good. I like that. And similarly, a lot of celebrity guests on this, right? Mm. So you've got Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves, um, John Lasseter. You, Sorry, are you talking about the Jay Leno? I'm talking about the Jay Leno, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen any celebrities. I've only oh, really? Seen, okay. No, I've only seen ones where it's just a normal fella comes in with his... And, and look, here is a criticism. Okay. It's always about... It's always men. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, so what does the wife think if you're doing blah, blah, blah? Right, blah. okay. He, that's like his... If he's going to ask somebody a question that's not necessarily specifically related to the four overhead cams or something, it'll be like, so what does the wife think if you do blah, blah? <laughs> Oh, man, are you kidding me? Go like, back in you your mean, cave. This is 2020. <laughs> so, so how does the little woman think about you having a car, mate? <laughs> It's yeah, that's that's not good. Okay, okay, okay. That's not good. But it's yeah, it's it's it's. I, I, I'm, I can I, I I've got to take issue yeah. with you, right? Yeah, do, I've got to take issue. Yeah. Kelly yeah. Kelly Rowland is in one episode. Who's that? Kelly Rowland from Destiny's yeah. Child. She's probably oh. best best known in this country as one of the coaches on on The Voice. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. So, good, so good, good, so, good. So, so, they have a woman. I, so I'm looking. I'm looking through a list of about 500 people who've been on the show, <laughs> yeah. and, one, and one of them is a one of them woman. is a woman. <laughs> oh, good. Let's tick. <laughs> so I, I, I can't recommend this to, to anybody, but I can say if you like motor cars and you, and you well, look, no, if you love them, if you're the person who's always loved motor cars, who would sit outside the school at recess with your notepad, writing down every single brand of car that went past and making lists and, you know, buying motoring magazines when you were 10 years old and trying to memorise how a particular form of engine worked, then then this is the show for you. Okay, or, or if I could just put that in un- another way, if mm. you're Andrew Young, this is the show for you. Yeah. If you are still angry about what happened to Ralph Sarich's orbital engine, then this is the show for you. <laughs> Not niche at all. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um. Well, a couple of things. Uh, you have to watch Succession. Okay. I mean. Oh, oh, that. No, I've watched a couple of episodes of that. Yes. And. Uh, uh, it's. You know. You know me. 
<laughs> oh dear. Here we go. <laughs> you know how what I really like. It doesn't matter what we're looking. I'm just gonna. Room. I'm just gonna leave the room, and you can have the mic to yourself. No, no. But... I'm just gonna put this very succinctly. Plausibility. That's always a big thing with me. Plausibility, even if it's just in space, you know, in the future, it has to be plausible. And the whole thing about succession, about there being uh, no no legitimate heir, apparently, about uh, a company that's that's a public company that would have insurance policies based on its aging uh, autocratical uh, emperor, there would be legal systems in place to immediately, without anybody having to put their hand up or vote or anything, there'd be systems in place to deal with the fact that if uh, this guy's name is Logan Roy, if anybody's not watching it, uh, dies or is sick or incapacitated in some way, automatically this is what happens rather than him sort of doing this king lear type thing uh favorite not favorite and and that's that takes away from what is it many times a really enjoyable drama okay uh, can, uh, can i just say are you yeah. familiar with the murdoch empire not intimately i know who, i know who they are <laughs> I, I know i know the names of them i did read paul barry's book that came out in the early 90s, maybe, mm-hmm. late 80s, called Rich Kids, about Brad Keeling and Rodney Adler and James uh, Packer. Lachlan mm-hmm. and James Packer. Yeah. So so I probably know more than the average person, mm. the average man on the Clapham omnibus would know less than me <laughs> about the Murdoch Empire, okay? Anyway, so you disagree. You think it's plausible. I think it's not. It's I, cool. I think it's, it's cool. more than plausible. I think, okay. I think, I think for, a, for a, a massive corporation that has uh, obligations to shareholders but still has a significant family ownership um, situation, mm. and I, I'm hypothetically, of course, floating this idea, mm. then mm-hmm. uh, the idea of succession and uh, the, the kids who are the heirs apparent jostling for position... Mm-hmm. I think it, it stands up to a reasonable degree of scrutiny. I'm not suggesting no, it's a no, documentary. No, but, but my point is that the fact that that's the first, I don't know how many I've seen, two or three, so much is spent on this in this state of limbo about who who's in charge and what's going on. That that to me didn't fly. I, I, oh, I, I like, the, I like oh. the guy. Just keep the keep guy. going. Just keep going because it, like is, it is spectacular. Looks, the guy that looks like a priest, I really like him. He's he's great. You're you're talking about Kendall. That's him. Yeah. 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 Like him, played by Jeremy Strong, who is just okay. yep. incredible. I think, I think he's incredible really in this series. I think Matthew McFadden yeah. is hilarious. That, that's Tom. That's he, Tom. He yeah. is. Oh, that poor. On the one hand, you think you poor man having to having to play this character, but on the other hand, well, he's doing a great job yeah. of being so hateful, despicable, and risible all at once. Um, yeah, he's everybody in it's really good. Everybody's yeah. really good. Uh, it's and it's 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 enjoyable. I worry that it's going to be one of those ones where they stretch out. There's not going to be a lot of drama. There's going to be like two things that happen, and it's going to take five episodes for it to happen. Oh, Andrew that's, Young, that's, can that's I? That's worrying. Well, I'm, well, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm not worrying about it. I don't wake up at four thirty in the morning. And go, oh my god, Kendall, and that idiot Dauphin, and the and the redheaded woman. What's going to happen with them? <laughs> oh no. 
Oh, yeah. What's her name? Sarah Snook. She's Sarah good. Snook. She's great. She's good, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, especially when she starts wearing decent clothes. She starts out looking like some busker with a djembe in, at Confest in 1991. And now, where I'm at now, she's actually wearing decent clothes. So okay, before, before, we, um, before you give up on your or lose your Foxtel subscription, can I... Can I... <laughs> for, my, for my comments. <laughs> Not for you. Well... <laughs> Not for your comments. Look at the camera and say, where is Cindy? For for your three months having expired is what I meant. I I, I recommend Devs. Check out Devs, which is... Could you spell that? D-E-V-S. Okay. Devs. It's written and directed by Alex Garland, who Mm -hmm. wrote The Beach, wrote the novel The Beach, um, and then went on to uh, direct... Ex Machina, write and direct Ex Machina and Annihilation, um, mm-hmm. both of which are really, I, I think, magnificent pieces of science fiction. Really, really thoughtful. Okay. Oh, good. Low on low on the effects. That's all right. Um, so is the Twilight but, Zone. But and my, how good that is. Yeah, but high on the sort of conce- con- conceptual side of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Devs, you could fairly say, sits in the same space. In some ways, it's a, a much straighter proposition in that it's a, it's a sort of it's much more overtly a thriller. It's got a, okay. a sort of detective... Is it a film? No, it's an eight-part series on right. on uh, uh, Showcase on Foxtel. Um, it's an HBO series. And mm. um, look, it's just, it's just really, really interesting. It's very slow, incredibly slow. That's good. Well, you've just been bitching about it with succession. <laughs> yeah, but... A show like that, things need to happen. Okay, now, trust I, me, I, things I really... happen. So, devs is, okay, I think, I'll, well, I'll keep... well worth checking out. But be out. be prepared for the fact of the fact that it is a slow burn, a very very slow burn. It's a very thinky piece of science fiction, um, and uh, I, <laughs> you know, you just sounded like I don't know, maybe Hugh Laurie in Blackadder. It's a thinky piece. <laughs> Well, there's another one. While you're on the on the Foxtel Jag, Hugh Laurie in mm. Avenue Five, the Armando Iannucci yeah, series. Is that good? I saw an ad for it. It looked like it could be good. It's 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 an interesting piece of work. I mean, it's like it's not as it's not overtly hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is absolutely a comedy, but it's got a dramatic through line, basically about a space cruise liner. Um, that everybody gets sick. No, no, it goes off course. Be, right. I mean, it's it's not quite Ruby Princess, but it's it's arguably worse. Yeah. <laughs> and and it basically uh, is is locked in a. It gets thrown out of its orbit, and it will be five years before it gets back to Earth. And so there are attempts to uh, try to circumvent that from from a rescue mission on Earth. And there are ongoing panics around systems breakdowns and mm. do we have enough oxygen? Do we have enough food? Oh, my God, the sewage system has ruptured. All sorts of sort of mini catastrophes each but episode. this is just like that ship that wasn't allowed to dock anywhere. There was a, a cruise ship that, that nobody would let it in. And they're starting to think, well, we're, we're running out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full tanks of sewage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, the, this whole... Uh, COVID-19 cruise ship catastrophe uh, reminds me of two things. One being um, the uh, David Foster Wallace essay, a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again about being on a cruise ship. 
I, I've read this. I don't know why I never finished it. I think it was in somebody's book, and the book didn't belong to me, and I wasn't going to ask to borrow it because I don't lend books. I think it it's a long time ago that I read it, and it was. I yeah. thought it was very, very good. Yeah. And, no, I, and I it, the start of it. And in yeah. part, I thought it was very good because I once went on a cruise ship, and mm. and it was a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again. Oh, so yeah. every now and again, my, my wife will look at these ads like ATP cruises. Yeah down the Rhine or something. And I've got to say, the, the, the river cruises look marginally more kind of maybe okay because you can get off a lot more often, right? There's there's that aspect You mean of it. disembark or, disembark. or something else? Disembark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like timing your cabin. I'm sure you can get off a lot more often. Well, the, cru- the cruise I went on, I was 19, <laughs> and it was it was a, P- a cruise. It was a P&O <laughs> Get get off cruise, and uh, it was basically young singles over Christmas and New Year, and it was. Uh, let's let's put this in shocking, with the other bedroom shocking. topic, and yeah. we'll, we'll have a whole episode on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we will, and maybe we won't. Okay, that's it for the clappers for this week. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go Thanks over to the page. Facebook page, sign and, up. And Carl's going to put up some photos that he took when he was on the cruise when he was nineteen. You can have a look at him in his little stupid shorts <laughs> out there by the pool. I, glasses. I don't think the world is ready for <laughs> that. Definitely going to do that. We Everybody do. listening to this podcast, and when once it's up, go to the Facebook page and look at pictures of Carl on a cruise. People are dealing with enough trauma, Andrew. I don't think we need to add to it. <laughs>